Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. Today's episode is all about quitting. Not exactly the most glamorous topic, but I would argue getting comfortable with quitting is essential to any leadership and success journey. When I personally just reflect on my journey so far, the times that I made that brave decision to quit anything, something big, quit something small, those times were some of the most pivotal times in my life, and they then led to opportunities I never would have expected otherwise. So I'm really excited about this topic, and I'm super looking forward to seeing how we can pour into you today. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. When I personally reflect on my major milestones, the highs, the lows, more often than not, every major achievement was preceded by quitting something. Quitting isn't easy. And it's something that's talked about and oftentimes viewed in a really negative light, right? Like nobody wants to be the quitter and no one wants to feel like they're giving up. But the fact of the matter is we only have so many hours in a day and sometimes we start down a path and we realize partway through that path that something isn't what we thought it, it, it was going to be in the first place. And we, we made the best decision at the time of starting the new job, for example, but once we got into the new job, it was a little different than what we expected. We have an option here. We can adapt and be flexible and grunge through it for a time. But then sometimes that means it's just time to change direction. That's all it is, changing direction. And I want to be really careful in how I phrase this because do I advocate for quitting at the drop of a hat or quitting absolutely everything? Definitely not. I think you could assume by now from what we've talked about in previous episodes. And of course, I'm all for sticking to your commitments. This is in a totally different category. This is talking about leaving the things you know you need to and can leave in pursuit of other opportunities. So in the time we have together today, I'm going to share some of my favorite quitting memories and also some of the criteria I've personally found helpful when deciding whether or not to quit something in order to pursue something else. To give you a little bit of an idea of my extensive experience quitting in life so far, I'm going to just share a few quitting memories with you in rough chronological order. So starting way back when I quit piano, lessons. I quit piano lessons and performing after years and years of lessons. And I honestly took it really seriously. Um, I, I enjoyed it, um, but I quit it to focus more on sports. Once I was getting closer to that high school age, I just knew already that one, I could always start piano again down the road. And two, my chance of getting scholarship money for, for college was much higher in athletics than it was in piano. And then, of course, like just very simply, 
I also just started loving sports and found myself spending less and less time on piano because my focus was just shifting itself to school and sports way, way more. Eventually, I also quit soccer to focus on track, and that one was pretty much a no-brainer. I was just the worst soccer player you've ever seen and um, really just did not enjoy it that much because of that. But I was fast, and I knew that I could hone in on that specifically to then make something out of it. Another one was early on in college, I quit a bad relationship at one point that wasn't going anywhere. It was settling rather than perfectly fitting me. It was not bettering or cultivating me. And quite frankly, it wasn't leading. And I knew it wasn't leading to the ultimate goal, which is the beautiful God-centered marriage and soon-to-be family I'm thankful every day to share with Drew. At some point in college, I also quit a biology major that I really, I did enjoy, but I quit biology to pursue international studies and political science. So not because I didn't love biology, but because I asked myself a similar question to the, to the relationship one, like, where am I seeing this going? So I asked myself, what would I use this degree for? And do I actually want to do that? And the answer with a biology degree for me was no, I don't want to use what you know, biology degrees typically lead to. So I switched a major, I switched to a major where I knew I would constantly be challenged to articulate my viewpoint, to solve problems, to work on weaknesses of mine, and ended up being really, really happy with that. Um, I also in college quit division one track. So something I was very, very proud of for even achieving in the first place. And I, I did enjoy it, but I quit it mainly because of its effect on others. So I was in college, I was running competitively for coaches who were either unwilling or unable to really work with my history of leg surgery and slight disability. So what was something that I loved, running, was now something that was putting me in pain every day. I was exhausted. I felt beaten up at the end of every single day. I wasn't making progress. Um, And so what would happen is I would get back in the evening after practice and I would absolutely unload all that frustration onto my poor roommates. I prayed about this a lot and I came to realize the effect that not quitting track had on the people I lived with and spent the most time with. So my roommates couldn't control any of this, but they were who I talked to. So they ended up having to live with my tears, my anger, my impatience, my feelings that came from being in massive, unalleviated pain. And I'd call my mom and same exact thing. On the other end of the phone, the person she was talking to was depressed, unhappy, and it just kind of clicked for me one day that I was a leech in the lives of the people I spent the most time with. I was being a really not so great roommate and friend and I just made the decision right then and there and it it was a really, really hard one, but I made the decision to stop letting this leg pain and, you know, general situational frustration run my life. I quit trying to solve a problem with a coaching staff, an environment that I couldn't work with. I quit competing for a dream of mine and I decided to shift all that time and energy into something else. Another one, I think this is this is a small one, but I think it's plenty relatable. I quit a part-time job. I was um, podcast editing on the side. So was it easy? Yes. Was it flexible? Yes. Did it pay extra cash? Yep. All those things. Um, but did I want to be a professional podcast editor forever? No. 
just me personally, not my thing. And as simply as that, I just decided I wanted to spend my time on something with more long-term implications. So I quit. Um, and by the way, all of this is not just like quitting in one instance. You know, of course, like with this job, I, I gave them notice and things like that. Last but not least, I quit a job in Washington, D.C. This was probably for the most unforeseen reason, which was a combination of anxiety and stress. My anxiety and stress was so through the roof from the job, the commute, you name it, that I, I literally felt like my anxiety would become a runaway train any minute if I didn't just stop it in its tracks immediately, which is what I did when I quit. You know, I, I also felt like I wasn't as mentally challenged as I thought I would be in the job and just all sorts of different things. But the straw that broke the camel's back is I just knew, um, I guess that would fall under a health reason, but I just knew I had to change something or things would not improve. And I, I ultimately felt really tugged by the Lord. So again, this was a really tough decision. I went back and forth for what felt like forever. Um, I'm not saying any of these decisions were easy and I had to pray about them a ton before I got that confidence and assurance about the decision I was making. But an important thing to note about this quitting experience was <laughs> um, I quit it after just four and a half months. So that one does not look good. Uh, I think that's important to include though because it just showed me this important lesson that a lot of quitting involves swallowing our pride. It involves letting go of what we grow up believing in, you know, this idea of a successful track towards a perfect career. And, and it involves looking at things from a much more long-term, big picture perspective and asking questions like, you know, what is success if you're suffering on the inside and are completely unfulfilled, right? What is success if your health takes a massive hit? What is success if you are now all of a sudden a constant source of negativity and complaining to the people you love and care about the most? All of these questions. Um, and so hopefully, you know, I know this was a list of, of random things that I just pulled from, but hopefully you can identify with at least one of my quitting experiences and plug in your own memories of things where you have left something for something else um, and then just kind of do some, some digging there on your own. But I want to shift gears now a little bit to some ideas of questions you can ask yourself and things you can think about if you find yourself facing a should I quit or should I keep going decision. And I'm just going to list these off, but keep in mind this list is in the blog on our website for this episode if you want to go and borrow any and all of these. So first, how is this affecting other people? How is this affecting your overall energy, well-being, longevity, and mindset? Where do you see yourself long-term? Something I've been asked before is, if you keep doing what you're doing right now, where will you be in five years? What do you know now that you didn't before you committed to this job, group, or hobby? Did you bite off more than you can chew? Can you make the time and you just aren't being productive or can you actually not make the time to fit this extra thing in? Where is the value for you? Remember, you will almost always do something better when you genuinely love it. What is the payoff for your focus being able to be redirected to something else? So that's my, my list for you. The last thing I want to just encourage you with is 
something that I think is true 99% of the time, and that is just to not be afraid of quitting. Do not be afraid of quitting because even if it takes a while, something better can be waiting for you. And I say can be specifically, can be waiting for you because of course we can't just sit on our butts and do nothing and expect our dream opportunity to just knock on the door. Um, But what we can do is we can take a big step back from this difficult decision, this decision to quit or to keep going with something that's, you know, subpar in our lives. And we can just decide not to worry about it and trust that that something better can be waiting on the other side of this. So like me personally, this list that I gave you of things I've quit, uh, promise that was not all of it, but I no longer worry too much about quitting things because I've quit enough things to have proof in my memory that good and even better things follow. Blessings in disguise, if you will. So I was just one example. Um, I was happiest in college after I quit my dream, pinnacle love of D1 track. I was happiest after I quit because I was now able to manage my pain. I became closer with my roommates. I had more fun on my own working out. And I pursued all sorts of other time commitments at school that ended up being so fulfilling. Or in a relationship, for example, You can get comfortable in a relationship to the point where it might be hard to imagine life without a certain person to always kind of depend on, to go to things with, but then you meet the single most perfect person for you and suddenly no one else really matters anymore and everything else is just blurry and not even in a comparable league or you can quit a job, which is scary, yes, Um, but you can quit a job to maybe have to do some more trial and error, but then eventually thrive and flourish in what brings you life and lights you up and gets you out of bed and you really, really enjoy it. And I personally, (laughs) obviously I might be a little biased, but I think it's honestly a really beautiful thing and I can't be more supportive of quitting things when all the signs are pointing in favor of something else because all it is is closing one door to open another that leads to another and another. And then before you know it, you have this entire life chapter written that would not have been there if you had not made that one courageous decision to leave something in order to pursue something better. I hope this resonates with you in some way and I hope this helps spur on some thoughts with whatever you're considering or have considered quitting in the past. You know, definitely don't feel bad about those by any means. But most of all, I hope it just encouraged you to realize it's it's not bad. Quitting isn't bad. And personally, I think quitting and failure should not ever be related and that the journey is going to have twists and turns regardless. So I can't wait to see where you end up and I think you are doing a great job. As always, thank you so much for hopping on and listening and just being intentional about pouring into your leadership development because our world needs more good leadership and we definitely need yours. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. 
Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be. 